What if I was to tell you that news out of Athens is that everything is going great. Nick Saban is running scared for his life. And oh, this just in, we have a top returning wide receiver to the SEC. And uh, either one is playing a giant troll game or there's actual smoke to the fire of more wide receiver weapons coming to UGA soon. Next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Clint. Glad you guys are here. Uh, we're talking about a few things today. One, we're talking about a eight or nine game schedule in the SEC, uh, and how does that play out with rivalries that we all know and love and teams that we want to see playing and Nick Saban running scared for his life. Uh, second thing we're talking about is wide receivers coming back into the fold uh, for Georgia into the SEC. And then finally, some recruiting news and something I was told would never happen. Never, ever, 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 ever happen has a chance of happening. And that's important for us. But first, let's start with Nick Saban running scared. Uh, news came out that as the SEC moles at least a one year understanding of new teams coming in Oklahoma and Texas. What does that mean going forward with the tournament schedule of the playoff system that will start in 2024, as well as the regular season going away from divisions, having one conference and how does that play out? Well, uh, I'm here to tell you that Nick Saban is in fact running scared. Uh, News came out that he's not in favor of the nine game. He's really in favor of the eight game. And here's why here's what this, would do more than likely. No one knows for certain. Let's just get out of the way right now. We don't know exactly what's happening. Uh, And by the way, thank you. If you're on the YouTube side, thanks for joining us. Hit that subscribe, hit that notification. Go over to the audio side and subscribe. If you're on audio side, do the same. We're glad you're here. 199 got a special treat for you at the very end. But I digress. Nick Saban has come out and said, "Um, I don't want so many games that are are in the SEC – guaranteed that are that are controlled because what that would mean is there'd be three in this case rotation of three locked on rivalries um and then a a rotating basis of the others in the sec whereas more than likely in the eight game system there might be two locked on rivalries there might be two uh, forever legacy games and then the rest are up or who knows they might just say forget the whole thing and we're just going to rotate people all the way through and here's why this is happening first of all um, all of you people, and Daniel is one of them. I, I want to go on record of saying Daniel is one of them. I am not. Daniel is, I am not. My co-host Daniel, if he was here, he'd be saying the same exact thing that I'm about to say. He was in favor of expanding the playoff field over to 12, 24, 36. I don't know what he wants to get to at a certain point because, as he says, that just means that Georgia has a better chance of winning because we'll always be in it. And I said, yes, sure, that's that's certainly the case. But here's why it's bad, and here's what's happening as we're seeing Nick Saban run scared and what we're seeing of other college football programs. 
the regular season will become very, 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 very boring very quickly. We're already seeing it. Unless they go to automatic bids, unless they go to buys, unless they go uh, all the way up to not just having a home game in a playoff situation, but unless conferences really, really, really are diminished to a, a great degree, uh, and they don't have the power they do, or you come up with one superpower team that's essentially like a premier league, regular season is going to get boring in a hurry. And we're seeing it right now. Nick Saban does not want to have three because in that case, it's more than likely AM, LSU, and Auburn. Auburn plays them close every single year. LSU is now probably the best team in the West. And AM hates them so much that Jimbo Fisher would rather, and he's going to be there for the rest of his contract, he would rather bick, uh, beat Nick Saban bick him. I don't know if that was, he would rather shave him beat Nick, uh, than he would anything else in life. And this is why I run scared because two losses, you're not in the playoff and 12 team. Yes, sure. You can get in, but then you're at the bottom half. You got to play more games. You're on the road. It gets really, really dicey. Nick is looking at his legacy and saying, I don't want to do that. That's an uphill climb. Now, all of you who say, yes, we want expanded playoffs. It's going to make football so much more interesting. No, it's not. It's going to make a month and a half exciting. And I don't know about you. I would rather have many months of excitement than one and a half months of excitement. And you can say, yes, Georgia has a chance to make playoff better. Okay. That, that's true already. And, and now all of a sudden these games are not going to be held in the same regard as they were before. And I'm sorry to break it to you. We're already seeing that now. Greg Sankey has come out. Uh, and, and numerous things talking about where they want to go and ESPN getting rights deals and airing more games. And what does that look like? And he said, um, money follows. It doesn't lead money comes from what you do is good. I, I hope the SEC figures this out. I hope Greg Sankey does some things because again, I don't want boring football. I want compelling football every from September to December. I want excitement and that's not what we're going to have so far and we're seeing the tail end of it begin to show right now we're going to come back after this but first built bar built bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet earth how do i know i've tried them they have chocolate flavors they have marshmallow flavors they have puff flavors i'm i'm going on my phone right now and i'm going to order them right now built.com put them going with locked on for 15 percent off your entire order that's locked on 15 percent off your entire order at built bar they are Dietary approved, uh, whether it's meal replacement on the go, before workout, post-workout, during workout, while you're picking up the kids, it doesn't matter. Get over built.com, put them promo code locked on for 15% off your entire order. And they got new flavors rolling out all the time. You can get them in a mini packs or make your own pack, uh, mix and match, 5, 10, 20, whatever it is, built.com. Promo code locked on for 15% off your entire order. All right, we come back. I want to talk about two more things. Second segment, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for making us your first listen. Come back for the 199. The 199, you know who you are. You're the loyal third segment listeners. Keep on that. We're going to talk about wide receivers now. And the the all throughout college football, there's so many different rating systems and ranking systems and how good you are and yada, 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 yada. I happen to not give too much into that pro football focus is one of them that does not have a great track record, but it has some track record. Love it. UGA transferring in is the top returning SEC wide receiver. 
all metrics all across the board. The guy has an incredible average. He has incredible skill set. Uh, he's the real deal. And, and just so, again, you all know, dog fans, get excited because he's going to be on this team with Carson Beck slinging it around. And, again, Todd Mungin 2.0, Mike Bobo, who is an incredible hire. I still don't care who, what anybody says. Lovett is the top-graded returning SEC wide receiver. Now, that's important. That's crucial. A lot of teams don't have that. I've said Tennessee doesn't have that. Alabama, ooh, let's not talk about that. LSU got a, a few folk down there who can who can ball out. But UGA gets not only one of the top 10, but two of the top 10, Lad McConkey being in the top 10 graded wide receivers returning to the SEC. And it's going to be very, very crucial for us this coming year. Because if I know anything about our offense, it's going to come where, again, the pass sets up the run, the run sets up the pass. It is a balanced attack. It is not a run first and three yards in a cloud of dust, no matter what anybody says. And they're going to be vertical. They're going to be airing it out. And this guy has that ability. Look at his catch radius. Look at his catch average, his reception, his yards targeted. It's insane what he's able to do. And Lovett is here in the fold, and that is very good news, as well as Lad McConkey. And then you got Brock Bowers underneath as well as a myriad other amount of weapons. Now, why do I bring this up when I say I, I don't really care that much about the grading system of a pro football focus or anything else? For that matter, I care about film. However, they do a thing or two where they actually can tell you they're putting metrics to what your eyes see. And what they see, and this is the narrative nobody wants to talk about, is guys like Burton leaving UGA. Outside of a few others that go somewhere else because they have family in different states, the guys that are leaving UGA can't hang, and the guys that are coming in notice an offense that, oh, this just in, gets them paid money and gets them accentuated and gets them highlighted and gets them shown. That's what Lovett is saying coming to UGA. He is saying, this offense allows me, a guy who gets ridiculous yards per catch, to continue doing that and accelerate in that. It's a huge thing, as well as Ladin McConkey. We know what that kid can do. He is one of the best wide receiving threats on our team. He is not just a vertical threat. He is a tough-as-nails kid. Love this pair going into the season. It's going to be crucial for us. Loyal third segment listeners, come on back for the third segment. I got a little bit of tidbit of news of, again, a narrative that nobody wants to talk about right after this. Okay, nobody wants to talk about it. Again, I get it. I understand. By the way, 199, welcome back. We love you, 199. Head on over to bonfire.com slash store slash the 199. That's bonfire.com slash store slash 199. Get over there. Get your merch. New stuff's going to be coming out for the season. Uh, Here Comes the Death March is one of my favorite. We Speak Kerbanese is another one. Get over there and get it. Uh, And the 199, glad you're here. Glad we did our roll call. You guys are, are responding to us over on Twitter. Glad for that as well. Here's what I'm going to finish up today. Uh... Jeremiah Smith, I'm pulling up the pick right now. Jeremiah Smith is on uh, all them camps and all them places and, and, and out in the public with UGA swag on. Now, all of you commenters, Ohio State fan, glad you're here. UGA fan that does not want to get their hopes up that the number one overall wide receiver does not want to come play with Dylan Raiola because I've been told time and time and time and time and time and time again that as – long as that wide receiver coach is over at Ohio State, he's not decommitting from Ohio State. He's going he's gonna to stick with it. He's going to play there. That relationship is so thick, so tight, so incredible. I don't know if you've seen the shambles that is 
Ohio State Twitter and Ohio State fan freaking out about Jeremiah Smith doing his process and going and looking at different places, but they are losing it over this kid. They're very upset. They're very mad. They're very, 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 very upset. Here's all I know. You either are a sick person to know that about your fan base, and he knows it about Ohio State. You can't help but know Ohio State fan is that way. They still can't get over a legal and clean hit in the back of the end zone. Still can't get over it. He knows that these fans are, are charm and soft. And so if he's wearing that, he is saying to them, I'm deliberately doing this. That's a weird flex. Or two, he's doing it to show respect for UGA, which means I respect them enough that they're in consideration. Now, I am not out here predicting Jeremiah Smith goes to UGA. Again, that's where that's where sports people go to die when you make that predictive game. And I love one of the things I love about in season, Scott Van Pelt, one of my, one of my favorites, he puts his record of his wins and losses up the entire season. I love that. I love that. It's so good. Predictive people aren't going to do that as much. Jeremiah Smith is rocking swag from UGA and it's important and crucial because guess what? It means he respects us and guess what? It means it's a thought or he hates and he, or, or he's trolling Ohio state fan that much. Now I don't know which one it is. Truth be told. And I don't really care. All that I know is that there's a possibility and you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, I am. You have the best quarterback in this cycle. You have Todd Munkin. You have Kirby Smart, who you know you're going to play in every single game close when you have Kirby. That's the thing that people misunderstand. You could say, well, I want to go play for an offensive genius. Again, that's Mike Bobo. Well, Kirby's a defensive guy. Yeah, he keeps you really close to games. So you could win any game you're in. That's important, it seems like. Uh, If you're telling me there's no chance Jeremiah Smith is coming over, you're insane. I'm sorry. You're just insane. Then explain to me the UGA gear. And you're like, well, he wants to respect UGA. Okay. That means there's a chance. Who doesn't want to disrespect UGA? That means there's a chance. Well, he's locked into Ohio state. Okay. But you don't do that on that level with this tier of athlete. There's a chance five, 10, 15, 25%, 30%. I don't really care. And if that's the case, your boy's going to be chirping for days on this podcast, talking to all them people that said the narrative was we couldn't get wide receivers. He said you couldn't get quarterbacks. We flipped one. Couldn't get wide receivers. Ah, heads up. Hey, 199, thanks for being here. You guys are awesome. Loyal third segment listeners. Come back tomorrow where we'll talk more Locked on Bulldogs. We'll see you all then.